KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive. We are, of course, your grassroots show for grassroots activists, for community builders, for, hey, punk rock farmers everywhere, DIY creatives, and we are here every weeknight at 6 p.m. I'm Nick Burns, and of course, we do this every week, and tonight it's one of those really special shows. I've been off for a couple of weeks, and it's really nice to be back, but this is one of those special shows, Music Meets Activism, and tonight joining us is going to be Catherine Weller, past president of the League of Women Voters of Utah, also a bookseller down at Weller. Bookworks. She's got a playlist to share with us, and I have to say, I've seldom seen such a varied playlist of songs that we're going to get into and talk about with Catherine. But Laura Jones, you're my boss. You're hey. here too. Welcome back. How was your oh. summer? The heat has been pretty awful. You are, of course, over at the Salt Lake Community College back in class. Oh, yeah. My, day, yeah, my day job at the college. These couple of weeks are pretty hectic with back to school and every student needs individualized help to get into class. And, oh, I don't like that professor and I want to be in this other class and I want to drop this class, but can I add this? class and it's just what I do every day for a couple weeks but it's really fun the most important question air conditioning holding <laughs> well my office is in the old part of the building so <laughs> it can be not so much it can be a little warm by the <laughs> afternoon it can be the a little face chilly state you get that brutal oh. uh, evening sun well I am excited to have you lead this round of music meets activism we we kind of did it during the, uh, the the dog days of summer and I think it's just something we're gonna keep doing where we mix the conversation with a playlist that reflects on our guests. Um, history, story, journey? Histories, stories, people's background, how they get to where they are. I mean, there's so much to think about when somebody is like Catherine, an activist, mm -hmm. past president of the League of Women Voters of Utah. You know, how did I end up here? I have a story too, but I want to hear Catherine's story Okay, I'm going to have tonight. to get your playlist out of you. We usually do that during it's Radiothon, so maybe radiothon. That, that'll be part of what we do. Let's uh, uh, let's do some rallies and resources, shall we? Yeah, what do you got? Okay, so festival season still continues True. on, right? And coming up, we have the Hispanic Heritage Parade and Street Festival on Saturday down at the Gateway. Also on Saturday, it's the Grateful Tomato Garden Annual Tomato Sandwich Party at the, over there on 8th South and 6th East. You go into the garden, they've got some pesto made up from the garden, tomatoes it's, picked from the garden. It's so easy to be negative about it being 107 uh -huh. degrees, but just think of the tomatoes. Uh -huh. Then oh. September 17th, 9th and 9th Street Fest, KRCL will be there taking our, our record sale with us. But also on the 17th, it is Spice Kitchen Incubators Discover Food Festival. So all of those food trucks that they help oh. folks start up um, are going to be on display and serving up at Little City, 349 West wow. 7th South. They still need some volunteers, folks, so you can check rallies and resources. Let's go into October and save the date, Nick. On yeah. the 8th, you've got Dia de los Muertos up in Ogden. And they've got so much going on for that. So check rallies and resources. But also on the 8th, it is the Hibernian Society of Utah's Sam Hain Festival down at the Gateway. And then on the 22nd of October is the Diwali Festival of Lights at the Hare Krishna Temple in Salt Lake. So there's your festival watch that still continues. And I have something I wanted to folks uh, to know about tomorrow night. Of course, music meets movies. Yeah. We're showing the kids are all right. That classic Who movie documentary and uh, about a bunch of different shows. The last one where Keith Moon uh, was playing with them is in, involved in that film. So if you are going to go, get down there early because typically 
they get the full house. Humanities in the Wild, though, it's the book festival all month long into October. Hundreds of events across the Beehive State, Nick. And this one caught my eye. Tomorrow at 6 o'clock at Swanner Preserve and Eco Center in Park City. That's up in your neighborhood. Humanities in the Wild, Prison Ecology, and the New World Coming. So yeah, that's, that's, actually, that's actually on my calendar, <clears throat> so maybe I can give you a report on that. I would love to hear back about it, but what they're doing, it's a short trek with ecologist Dr. Nalini Nedkarni. I'm murdering your name, Doc. I apologize. Isn't she the tree professor? I believe that's what she does. I believe so at the U. Yeah, and then the University of Utah Prison Education Program organizer will also discuss their work on prison ecology involving the intersections between mass incarceration and environmental degradation. And I'll give a shout out to the prison programs that so many institutions across Utah are offering. I'm involved with that program. I have faculty who teach at the new prison. And in spite of all the problems we've heard about the prison with meds and inmates getting the the medicines they require, we've actually expanded our prison program. History of rock and roll, we added a second section. There were so many folks who were incarcerated, rather, who wanted that class. I'll bet. We added another section. So prison education is going full strength. And I think that's pretty amazing for Utah. Speaking of rock and roll, let's talk about 909 Day, KRCL Block Party and Record Sale on Friday, 4 to 8. And I've got a little crate digging with Eric, Eric (laughs) P. Nelson, our volunteer coordinator I wanted to share. So here we go. Just two more days after today until the 909 Block Party and Record Sale here at KRCL. And Eric P. Nelson, I made him stop working. organizing the unorganized record sale. How you doing? How hot is it out there right now? It's warm. <laughs> 106 ish. Uh, I put my sunscreen on today. Did. I did. I Moving remember today. The records from the office to where we're stationing them and it's a big block party in the parking lot on Friday from 4 to 8. Where are we putting the record sale? The records will be in the retail space of the Citizens West building. So look for the big Apartment complex. The doors will be open. Um, you can't miss it. Look for carousel flags and people streaming out with arms full of records. We still got records today. So we are doing yeah. a rando selection of what looks to be an excellent collection. Yeah. What you got? When when boxes come in and everything is sleeved, that means it's something good. And they're not just bankers boxes. They're boxes for records. Exactly. Okay, what you got? So we've got the police. Which one? Oh, I don't know how to say this. Outlandos de Amor. There we go. Uh, exactly. Some Joni Mitchell. Okay, which one is that one? We have here, and the LA Express, Miles of Isles. Ooh, wait, I got to pull this open because we're talking some excellent art. And uh, uh, is it a double album? No, it's just got lots of very cool, very cool art in it. It might be double album. Are there supposed to be? Ooh, Look There's at that, two, two of them in there. in there. Two of They're them both in, in there. there. We've got some Ricky Lee Jones. We've got some Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, that's a classic one. Damn I'm the gonna, Torpedoes. Okay, it's I'm classic. Just gonna, Refugee, Here Comes My Girl. Don't do me like that. I mean, that's a great collector's yeah. album. And then this we have, is just oh, digging I'm, stuff. Oh, I'm wait. I'm sorry. I, uh, my Sabbath. Black Sabbath sabotage record keeps getting in every stack. I don't know how it just keeps it's, poking uh, in there. We got some Elvis, the oh, Sun Collection. The Sun Collection. It's got great liner notes on the back, folks, especially oh. if you're an Elvis fan. The Birds, Sweetheart of the Rodeo, a classic Birds album. This album cover. Even if you don't want the record, the album cover alone is worth the art 
And you got to get that price, Derek. I know. Quit slacking. This is the this 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 just came in. We can't price them that fast. <laughs> we got blood, sweat, and tears three. And then finally, this was the front one, the amazing the amazing rhythm aces. The amazing rhythm aces burning the ballroom down. Oh, Della's long brown hair out of control, red to blue, the spirit walk, burning the ballroom down. A jackass gets his oats. I'll there leave it to you. There we go. This is just a sampling of one collection that came in today. Yep. I walked over some records to the retail space. I came back. And they were they it's like surprises. gremlins. They multiplied. <laughs> and it just keeps happening. So I, I don't think we're going to get everything that we have out there for the 909 record sale. Yeah. So we're going to be plowing through. We're going to be uh, pricing everything because we'll be at the 9th and 9th Street Festival the following weekend. That's right, on the 17th and then the weekend after at the, the Farmer's Market. The Downtown Farmer's Market. So as broadcast. things keep coming in, we're going to have new and fresh records at each record sale All right. and it's just really good stuff so we hope to see you there we'll see you there eric p nelson krcl volunteer coordinator he's been working so many extra hours volunteers have been coming down to help us price the records and uh are, are we keep seeing a little sideline business for krcl here too well that's what this is every yeah. year <laughs> you still have any vinyl in your your house I have one vinyl that's up on the wall, which is oh. a, which is an original British pressing of Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and it still has all the paper cutouts yeah. inside and everything. Yeah. I kept that sort of as wall yeah. art. We'll take that off your hands. Yeah, <laughs> it's hardly ever. It has the it has the famous at the end if the if the stylus doesn't pick up. Uh-huh. It has the you never yes all the, the controversial that yeah. didn't really exist on most U.S. copies yeah. of that album. So that's the one album I still have that's well, just kind of up on the wall as art. We're gonna have to keep our eyes out for that. You never know what's gonna pop up in the record yeah. sale. Okay, pretty so cool. You, you know we've been doing the Great Salt Lake Collaborative. Yes. So folks, what this is is dozens of news outlets. Print, radio, TV, digital, uh, community partners like the Utah Film Center working together to shine a light on the Great Salt Lake. And one of the cool things that the collaborative has been doing is this Lake Effect podcast. And I got, I think it's one final edition here. The last one? Okay. At least until some new ones pop up. So, folks, stick around. We'll tell you how you can add your voice. But here we go Lake Effect. My name is Ali Reza. I am an artist by night and by day. I am a staff attorney with an organization in New York City that does eviction and foreclosure defense work. I've been coming out to Salt Lake for about 10 years. My partner has some family out here and we came out, went to the parks, went into the canyons, but never actually to the lake. One day we were flying on our way back to New York and I saw the lake and didn't realize how big it was. I would see a lot of lawn signs around Salt Lake, specifically one that says water to survive, not thrive. You know, the idea that grass is a waste of water and we live in a climate where we should be adapting more native landscaping to save water or planting more native species. That sign really stuck in my head. I've been making music for a few years and what was really important to me was creating this juxtaposition in the song between this beginning moment of darkness, darker tone in my voice, like, you know, this is a serious issue. 
And so there's a moment in the song where it changes into a more uplifting, positive feeling that a lot of people are being affected by it. And we may not be at the lowest point, but we should feel empowered and we should try and do something about it. One of the things that I love about Utah and I love about Salt Lake is that I think people here really care and that we will solve this problem. And there are a lot of people that are using art and their skills in the nonprofit world to you know, make a difference. More about Ali Reza's song, Water to Survive, Not Thrive, at greatsaltlakenews.org. This is Lake Effect from the Great Salt Lake Collaborative. Stay salty, Utah. And there you have Lake Effect. I've got the song, but I know you wanted to comment on a story you just saw today, sltrip.com. Yeah, this has been in the news. The U.S. magnesium needs to dig their canals deeper because they can't get enough water to do their evaporative, you know, collecting of magnesium and other rare metals. And That's where the brine shrimpers put in, too. The brine shrimpers want, you know, that's a multi-million dollar business, too, and their boats can hardly sail, but... U.S. Magnesium used to be U.S. MagCorp, and back, what, in the 90s, they were the single highest polluting factory in the nation. They've since cleaned up to some degree, but they're running out of water. And so, you know, not only are we running out of water, but gosh, corporate capitalism can't make water make money anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that the Great Salt Lake Collaborative and the folks doing the Lake Effect podcast want to hear from you folks. So check tonight's show notes for a link. But if you go to greatsaltlakenews.org, you will also find information on how to share your story. And of course, this all is part of the Great Salt Lake Collaborative, a solutions journalism initiative that partners news, education, and media organizations, including KRCL, to keep you all informed about the plight of the Great Salt Lake and hopefully, Nick, what can be done to make a difference before it's too late. Yeah, we're getting close to too late, but I think people are slowly waking up. So I've got some optimism that, you know, things are waking up just a little bit because even that Salt Lake Trib article today compared, and I thought it was nice to read the amount of water that U.S. Magnesium wants and uses compared to how much they could use, compared to how much is used by agriculture, compared to how much is used by, say, Ogden or a city. And I thought that was really nice to put those numbers in front of people to actually see what we're talking about. Yeah, I think we should get Leah Larson in on, to talk to you about her reporting on that. But That'd here, be good. to get us to Music Meets Activism with... Oh, with Catherine Weller, who was the past president of the League of Women Voters of Utah, longtime friend of KRCL, been on the show many times in the past, and of course, bookseller at Weller Bookworks. Well, I've got that song by Ali Reza, Save the Great Salt Lake. Here you go on KRCL. Water to survive, not thrive. Water to survive, not thrive. Water to survive, not thrive. Water to survive, not save the Great Salt Lake. The Great Salt Lake. The Great Salt Lake. Save the Great Salt Lake. The Great Salt Lake. The Great Salt Lake. Save water to survive, not thrive. Water to survive. Not save the Great Salt Lake, the Great Salt Lake, the Great Salt Lake. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru, a community partner of YWCA Utah and the Stand Against Racism Challenge. Mark Miller Subaru loves diversity. 
Learn more at ywcautah.org and markmillersubaru.com. KRCL's Music Meets Movies is back this Thursday, September 8th at Bruvy Cinema Pub in Salt Lake City. We'll be screening the most often requested film for Music Meets Movies, The Who documentary, The Kids Are Alright. This 1979 film documents The Who through live performances, promotional films, and interviews. The film also features the band's last performance with the legendary drummer Keith Moon. The kids are all right. This Thursday at Bruby Cinema Pub in Salt Lake City. One screening only, tickets at 6.30, movie at 7.30, information at krcl.org. We are back. We are your show for grassroots activists. And speaking of activism, we have another episode, Laura, of Music Meets Activism, which is this really cool thing we've been doing on Radioactive for the last little while. And joining us tonight, we've got a song list, we've got a playlist, but I want to let Catherine Weller, who is the past president of the League of Women Voters of Utah. Catherine, welcome. Why, thank you. It is great to be back in the studio. So again, we've got your playlist, which I have to say is incredibly varied, and I can't wait to talk about these six or eight magnificent songs you've picked from like all over the all over the musical map. But past president, League of Women Voters of Utah, currently bookseller down at Weller Bookworks. Tell me a little bit about how your activism got you to where you were and are, and how that music maybe fit into that path. Yeah, boy, I uh, I can't remember a time when I didn't think about politics or policy on some level. Although I don't know, I didn't think of it that way then. My mother was a social worker. Okay. <laughs> and I uh, became aware in like the early 70s. And so there was a lot of talk about racism and class issues and so much talk about gender and justice. Well, second wave of feminism would have been late 60s, early 70s. She was a consciousness-raising group woman. She was here in Salt Lake City doing that. I remember the first wow. feminist bookstore that opened in yeah. Salt Lake, which was in the avenues. Um, all kinds of crazy things. I remember the battle for the ERA. Um, did, did you go to work with your mom to her sociology job? Oh, no, no. Um, she worked for the state of Utah. She was a social worker. Okay, for the state. For the, so she was taking, yeah. helping clients. Okay. Um, no, but we talked a lot. And when we, we weren't talking about issues and thinking about things, um, I was arguing with my dad, who was a very different person. And that is probably but one reason why they divorced. Yeah. But he was he lived in a small town in Utah. He was a very conservative, traditional man. And we, we talked and we fought for a lot of years <laughs> about everything from the environment to gender to race. Um, it was a lot. You were one of those young women kind of going crazy by his standards? Uh, I was one of those mouthy women. <laughs> by his standards, which is funny because his family's from Texas, which is a land of mouthy women. But, um, you know, mouthy women with <laughs> with certain opinions. <laughs> yeah, the Ann Richards School of, of Advocacy and Molly Ivins. Yeah. So h how did that end up with your dad? Did, do you ever reconcile or everybody, oh, yeah. you we, figured it out? We figured it out. It took a lot of years, um, a lot of arguing and some changes on both our parts, I think. And that actually did help me think a lot about what it takes to really make change and make 
policy move forward sometimes mm-hmm. because I've I've worked on all sides of the system now in volunteer work and work I've done and I I genuinely believe that change only really happens when there are people working within the system, but also when there are people working without the system. That it has to be force from both sides and mm-hmm. making this big gesture squeezing inwards right now. If I can compare that to your family inside and outside, your mom and dad split up and you were the one arguing with your dad. So were you sort of the inside person and your mom the outside person on a family level? That my parents never pulled me into anything that happened in their relationship. Well, I just that, mean in terms of political activism, if if your mom's pushing for the ERA or whatnot didn't help the marriage, I guess I'm asking. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh, you don't that know? was okay. never discussed with me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, but good for you to be speaking up because, you know, there is this stereotype of the good little girls and you should be quiet and wear your saddle shoes and your poodle skirt and just let it go. But uh, not you. I heard some of that too, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's, you just end up being weird in Utah and in a way you get weirder and then you find your tribe. And I've found various tribes along the way. Interesting. And you mentioned that you had this interest in policy from way back when you were young. That seems unusual for a youngster thinking about policy. Yeah, it comes from those discussions with my mom okay. and hearing the discussions that she had and the consciousness raising group had because eventually you can only talk about what needs to change so much until you start talking about how it needs to change. And that's where the policy comes in. Or the revolution comes in, depending upon where you are at any given moment. Mm, interesting. I want to ask about, and maybe we should just jump into it here, the first song on your list is from Schoolhouse Rock. I can sing along to it, but you'd all prefer I not. Oh. <laughs> and again, speaking of policy, set this up. How did this song come into your, you know, into into this list we got today here? All right. So one of the <laughs> one of the we forget so much some of the great social programs that happened in say the 60s, 70s and 80s. The government has done a terrible job of selling itself to its people and showing them what they pay for. Um, there were all of these PSAs and public programming of public benefit that was on television, commercial television and commercial radio back in that time. So I would come home from school um, and I would sit down and watch cartoons like everybody. And then there would be these brief little things that would teach kids called Schoolhouse Rock about math or English or politics or history. And I was just entranced by I'm Just a Bill and this whole progress that happens on the way to getting somebody to do something that you want them to do. So let's hear it. And I want to ask (laughs) about the song. Sing along if you want. (laughs) KRCL 90.9 FM, your community connection, Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a bill. We're here with Catherine Weller, past president of the League of Women Voters of Utah, with one of our special episodes of Music Meets Activism. Now, the League, you're the past president, Catherine, Mm. but the League is a plaintiff in the redistricting lawsuit. So on the one hand, I'm just a bill. But on the other hand, the people of Utah wanted a redistricting process. And again, all it took was a bill to do that in. And now you're in court. So it's 
That's right. I'm just a bill. Yeah. Yeah, he is just a bill. And there are all kinds of bills that have been just a bill. It's like the Voting Rights Advancement Act. It is uh, trying to, every year is reintroduced to try to get genuine reform on the federal level to guarantee basic voting freedoms across the nation. We do a lot of work locally to try to uh, get basic voting freedoms across the nation so that people believe their vote counts. Because it should, right? I think it should. You mentioned earlier this notion of to be really effective, inside activism and sort of outside activism both go together, Mm -hmm. like a little street protest as well as some elected officials. And we see a little of that at the national level. How about for you as the past president of the League of Women Voters? I would think now you've kind of moved to the outside rather than being on the inside or not? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, I've still... I'm still on the inside. I'm still working with the league. I I am working as part of the redistricting committee. I'm working with some leadership building. And we'll see where um, things go in the future. Yeah. Tell me about that leadership building for getting more women involved in politics. Getting more people build involved in politics and involved in the league. The league is a genuinely grassroots organization. We don't have paid staff. Well, we have one person that works 10 hours a week for us. Okay. Um, what we do, all that we do is done by volunteers and... We need the the base of the volunteers, and we need people who are willing to step up and lead and help marshal things, like the Legislative Action Committee that the League has on KRCL's air in um, January and during the legislative session, where we're all watching what is done in our names on the Capitol Hill here in Utah. We need everybody's hands on deck to help defend democracy. The League's been doing it for 102 years, and we're going to be doing it for 102 more. But Excellent. We we want people joining us. Anybody, men, women, non-binary, you are welcome in our ranks. And thank you for that forward promotion. You know, on radio, forward promotion is always really big. Coming up tonight at 10, coming up tomorrow at 7. But yes, in January 2023, the League of Women Voters will be with us here on Radioactive talking about the legislative session. And Catherine Weller, the next song you've got up is People Have the Power by Patti Smith. And before we get into that, we mentioned this lawsuit that the League is is involved in. How about an update on that? Where are we at currently? Right now, um, we are waiting for a decision on a motion to dismiss that the legislature filed. We had hearings, <clears throat> excuse me, on that at the end of August, and the judge will give a written opinion, she said, when uh, she gives that written opinion. So we are waiting. So. Until that opinion comes out, it's still alive. Again, the state wants to kick the whole thing down the down the road until, what is it, one of the Carolinas has a lawsuit going to the Supreme Court, right? And the state of Utah would just as soon kick this whole thing till after that. Well, there was a de- motion to, um, boy, I can't remember the actual word. It was a motion to delay waiting for that SCOTUS decision, the Supreme Court decision. Um, That was denied. Right. So now we're just waiting on the motion to dismiss. That's correct. Because that first step to try and kill it was denied. So I'd call that a win for now. We'll take it. Okay. So people have the power. Patty Smith on KRCL. Patty Smith on KRCL. People have the power. 
We on Radioactive tonight are talking with Catherine Weller, past president of the League of Women Voters of Utah, for one of our special Music Meets Activism segments. Catherine, people have the power. You know, that seems to be, and I, and I really don't appreciate the mainstream media turning politics into the horse race. You're up, you're down, you're sideways, you're winning by three, and, and too often the actual the actual policies get lost or forgotten. But one of the main things that we see these days is, you know, does your vote count? And increasingly, well, gee, I lost, so my vote doesn't count, but it doesn't count anyway. And it seems we've seen this huge shift. It used to be Democrats who felt largely their votes were discounted, whether you were a black voter in the South in the 50s or 60s. And now we see that, it seems, from many on the hard right. My vote doesn't count because Trump really won. I, how, do, how do you see balancing that? Or, or yeah. is it fair to even um, ask of it as a balance? Am I just doing, am I just falling into that media trap? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Um, what I think is, yes, your vote always counts, but there's more, there's more to it than that. You're, first of all, there is, does my vote count and is my vote counted? Okay. Right. There's, okay, there's good a, point. a distinction there. And yes, your vote is counted. Absolutely. Your vote is counted. Um, elections in this state, elections across the nation are free and fair elections. We have plenty of safeguards in place to prevent the kind of voter fraud that people throw up all of the fear about. Your vote is counted. It is important to vote. It is important to show up and give that piece of your voice to the general message, whether you win or not. Now, what happens after that is where people who can be in the minority like people can be in the state here, whether they believe their elected officials pay attention to them if they are in a in a very um, if they're in a a large minority I'm struggling with the phrase large minority here if they're part of a very large minority or they are just overwhelmed by a majority, people begin to worry that they are not paid attention to by their elected officials, and that is a problem. That is a problem. That is why um, the League of Women Voters believes that free, that fair, independent redistricting done by independent redistricting commissions has to be the way forward because we get away from this sports metaphor, this jockeying of us versus them, of people in power deciding who remains in power. It is, it is put into the hands of an independent commission so that those decisions are made away from the grasping hands. <laughs> Greedy grasping hands, I might add. You raise a really good point, though, that the votes count, the votes are counted, but are they relevant, right? Mm -hmm. if, if your particular district is gerrymandered into nothing and the people across the street aren't in, your, you know, and on and on and on, right? The whole point of this lawsuit that we were just talking about. So that's a really good point that I think is lost on some people. Yes, it's counted. Yes, it's fair. But is it relevant to a meaningful outcome? Yeah. Is there accountability after that? Yeah. And we, of course, we want our politicians to be accountable to us. We say this is a representative democracy. And for it to be that, people need to be fairly represented. 
Right. And and again, it, maybe that's a really great segue into our next song. This is Radioactive. I'm Nick Burns. This is Music Meets Activism with Catherine Weller on your community connection, 90.9 FM. But talking about the media, Catherine Weller, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, a song that I just love, Gil Scott Heron. Mm-hmm. You want to set it up real quick? The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. It is always live, people. You got to show up or we don't get one. There we go on KRCL. KRCL, your community connection since 1979. Hey, Gavin Dahl here, KRCL's new executive director, inviting you to come down to KRCL's 909 Day Block Party and Record Sale, Friday, September 9th, from 4 to 8 p.m. Do some crate digging through the KRCL record sale, take a spin on an e-bike with Magnum Bikes, screen print a t-shirt with Rock Camp SLC, and check out Radioactive live from our parking lot with Utah band The Zissers. Community partners include Rise Up School of Dance, The Boys and Girls Club, Give Group, Guadalupe School, Odd Star Studios, Spy Hop, Tree Utah, and more. Sponsored in part by Mark Miller Subaru, join us Friday, September 9th from 4 to 8 p.m here at KRCL 535 West 300 North. Details at krcl.org. That's 4 p.m. on 909 Day, September 9th. Remember that that's free, that's open to all. That's right here in the parking lot of our brand new digs here uh, near the train tracks. Sometimes the building rumbles a little bit when the trains go by. It's a nice way. But it's I like actually, rock and roll. Yeah, I actually think that's kind of cool. Um Music meets activism. Catherine Weller. I want to jump. I want to jump here somewhere very different. If we go back to, gosh, I was pretty young, but if we go back to 1960, that's when the 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 birth control pill for women was very first approved. Mm-hmm. I don't think it much caught on to young women everywhere for a couple three years. But this next song on your list is the pill by Loretta Lynn, which kind of tweaked a few people in the country world when it came out in the mid-70s. It sure did. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, this was kind of a strange choice for me. I I don't listen to a lot of country and Western music, but um, this tweaked people, and it will probably tweak people again because this was pretty revolutionary for a nice country music star to get up and say the things she did in this song. And reproductive justice is very important to the League of Women Voters. We uh, we believe that decisions about fertility belong with a woman and with her health care provider if necessary, and that covers all kinds of things, including the pill, including other actions. It includes just being able to... Human rights... What Let's just th- call it what it is. It's human rights. Yeah, and again, women ought to have human rights too, right? If, yeah. if, if it took the Catholic Church till 1500 and something to decide women have souls, you'd think that would be a done deal by now. Um, <laughs> Evidently not. Oh, uh, What do you make of something like Kansas, this bright red state that had this opportunity to, to you know, increase, to increase <clears throat> the anti-choice movement through a constitutional amendment, and it failed fairly strongly? Women came out and voted against it. So let's go back to people have the power um, at that moment. This this speaks to how politics and policy can become unnecessarily polarized unless we, we the people, say we're not going to be jockeys for your power. We're going to 
we're going to make sure that things happen the way we want them to happen. Women showed up and voted, and we discovered that even in a very conservative state, what we've been hearing all along with polling is that most people support access to reproductive freedom on a very, at least a very basic level, if not higher than that. So people stood up and said, we're not going to be fodder for your power. Yeah. I'm reminded of the when we started our conversation here a few minutes ago, you were talking about your mother being, uh, you know, doing so, social work for the state back in the 60s and 70s. And after that Supreme Court ruling, I remember the bumper sticker, don't like abortions, don't have one. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of shocked <laughs> it hasn't come back yet. Oh. You know, at, the League of Women Voters had its national convention in Denver at the end of June, and we were anticipating some decisions coming down while, while we were meeting. And indeed, Dobbs was published. The Dobbs decision was published while we were there. Wow. And the League left the business of its convention to join the protest march in Denver, Colorado. So women from the League all across the nation were in Denver protesting. Um, it was one of the most stirring moments of community I've been in in a long, long time. Wow. That's pretty amazing. It was great. So before we roll this song, The Pill by Loretta Lynn, this came out, I want to say, mid-70s, if my memory serves. You weren't all that old. Was this song resonating for you when you were a kid? No, actually, it's something I heard later. I okay. heard it a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, my heavens. This is a write-on song. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I was sort of pleased to, you know, Say what you will about Ken Burns' documentaries, but his big country music extravaganza on public TV did discuss this song, huh? and I was a little bit—I was a little bit impressed by that because this was a big deal. So this is let's roll this Loretta Lynn, "The Pill," and if listeners haven't heard this, pay attention. Loretta Lynn, The Pill, from the mid-1970s. Music meets activism on your community connection. Tonight's episode of Radioactive with Catherine Weller, past, past president of the League of Women Voters of Utah and bookseller down at Weller Bookworks. Catherine, I think we can fit in one more song mm -hmm. if we're quick here. Um, this is going to be a huge jump. That's how it is in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going to be a huge jump in years because we want to jump from the pill again, mid-70s, to The Clash. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. You would have been a little bit older when this song came out. Yeah, so um, punk rock changed my life, folks. Uh, it really it gave me a channel for—it helped me find my tribe. I okay. talked about how we all find our tribes eventually. It helped me find my tribe. It gave me a—, a a new channel for some of the frustration that I was feeling. And the 80s, I know it's a big thing right now, but it was a dark time for me. Man, it was terrible. We were seeing a lot of, Ronald Reagan was president. We were seeing a lot of rollback of social policies. The underfunding of government began then. The mentally ill were re thrown out on the streets with no recourse, which is where we are today. That still. is why still there was so much anger. And that gave me a way to channel my anger and help kind of fortify and nourish me as I found my community and 
did my own kind of activism then, too. Was that here in Utah? That was. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember hearing a comedian back in the 80s, and she said, I'd rather be pissed on than trickled down to. Yeah. I never forgot that, the trickle-down economics. And again, you know, Social Security taxes went up, mm -hmm. which paved the way to reduce taxes for the rich mm -hmm. and start to rob the Social Security fund. And, of course, I remember Gore running for president with his famous joke about, I'm going to lock the box for Social Security. Everybody <laughs> laughed at him. And here we are. So, Catherine Weller, I want to get into this Clash song when we go out on the show here tonight. But before we get to that... You've got this lifetime of activism. You found your tribe, past, present League of Women Voters, now involved in book sales. How do you recommend people get engaged? I mean, obviously, people can join the League and mm -hmm. go to the website and all that. But other ways that you would encourage people to find their tribe? Yes. Um, and I will say it is imperative that you find your tribe. It is what has kept me sane in all of these years of frustration is finding my tribe and finding meaningful work to do. So, of course, the League of Women Voters is there for all kinds of issues. This list is diverse deliberately because the league itself is diverse. I, I listen to a lot of different stuff. But the league deals with all kinds of policy, and you can find your tribe within the league. You, environmental justice, environmentalism, racial justice, reform of the legal system, we're there. You can join us on the Hill for the legislature. Go to our website. Help fund our lawsuit. Um, join us at naturalization ceremonies where we register new voters your local league has all kinds of information. Find us at lwvutah.org, and we'll get you in with the local leagues. It's so simple to do, and someday you, too, could be on our show and talk <laughs> about music meets activism. I want to go out with The Clash. I want to go out with The Clash. Know your rights. This is uh, Radioactive. I'm Nick Burns. Democracy Now! rolls at 7. Rude Awakening with Liz at 8. Maximum Distortion. Did I hear correctly? Their 900th show. 900th show. Forgash and Cody D at 10.30. Yep. John Florence, of course, tomorrow morning, a brand new day at 6. Democracy Now! will roll at 7. Catherine Weller, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. It's been so much fun. I, I want to hear about the clash, though, in your oh. punk rock history before we go. So... This is classic, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And wait, 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 and also, Nick, you have a Clash story that you recall. Oh, Clash story. Yeah, back at one of their concerts, some reporters, you know, in you know, looking into punk music, right? Some older reporters showed up at a Clash concert in New York City, and they were buttonholing the kids leaving the show, and they stuck the microphone in some kid's face and said, well, what do you think of the Sandinistas in Nicaragua? And the kid looked at the reporter and said, well, what album is it on? <laughs> And I've always wondered, I've always wondered, was the kid just, you know, BSing the reporter or was he really that, you know, ignorant? It just, you've never, you'll never know. It you'll starts know. one song at a time, yes. folks. But one step at a time. This song in particular, Know Your Rights, speaks to you, I'm guessing. It does, because you have to know your rights. You have to educate yourself as a citizen. Don't leave it up to people to tell you your rights. And one of the things we do as a league is we educate people to their rights and to the people who would like to defend their rights and talk about their policy and their laws. There's a tribe to join right there. Know your rights. Nick, Catherine, let's do this, shall we? Right the on. Clash on Radioactive. <laughs>